Welcome back to the present. Here we are on Articulate, and where are you? Look around, take in your surroundings, breathe, and be here with me. Okay, now you're here? Good. Welcome to Articulate with Steve McJones. This week I had uh, my buddy uh, Zach Schmitz, fun guy, very knowledgeable on the uh, <clears throat> on the topic of his major, uh, which was civil, civil, <laughs> computer engineering. Civil engineering, I wonder if that's it. Anyways, computer engineering, which not to be confused with computer science, even though they're just one word off and it's not <laughs> civil disobedience. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, he was very knowledgeable um, and it does kind of get really technical at the beginning, um, but you kind of need to understand a lot of those things to... I mean, that's just what, I mean, you're looking at your phone every day or your laptop every day and you don't even know what's inside of that bitch. And that's just how it just, it just works for you. I don't know. And so to get into that, a lot of the technical stuff was really interesting for me at least. Um, And then, you know, as we get further into the episode, um, concepts become more abstract and a little bit less technical based. And, you know, we talk about AI and um, just where, where like, innovation could lead potentially and things like that so i don't know it's pretty interesting i had a good time recording it and i think you'll have a good time listening to it so yeah thanks for listening i appreciate it hope you enjoy it so, yeah, so they're stuck back there they're still probably they, they haven't got the news of brexit yet <sighs> Lucky them, right? Right, right. <laughs> Righto. Righto. All right, back to it. What did you? So, do people call you Schmitty or not? I'm sorry. I got they they call me they call me Schmitz mainly, Schmitz. or or Zach. Zach or or my name. You well, know, yeah, Zach you Schmitz. can call me. You know my name. <laughs> thank you. For... Yeah, sure. All right, Zach, uh, Mr. Schmidt. Well, so what are, what are we here to talk about today? What is, is it your your major? What is yeah? Your major so just kind of uh, so my course of study is uh computer engineering sure and so that kind of i feel like a lot of people when they hear that they think computer science right and so it does have a lot of computer science to you know it it is heavily involved with computer science but i think the aspect that almost gets overlooked is the hardware factor of it kind of because when you think of electrical engineering, you think of just like circuits and, you know, I guess telecommunication mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Sure. Where And when you think of computer science, you think of like coding and like software a, design, yeah. that kind of thing. Software versus hardware. Right, right, okay. exactly. Or like, I guess when I think of computer science, I think of uh, just kind of like nerds at google and stuff (laughs) (laughs) and and then like you know typing up the newest uh the newest email thing or whatever edits they're making to their software yeah um but so you do the which one the coding or you do yeah so that's that's the thing it's ambiguous uh um, and so it's like extremely overlapping (laughs) so a lot of the classes that i have are focused on computer architecture so maybe not necessarily the coding in in terms of like a high level, and by high level, I mean close to human language and what we kind of see as user interfaces. Like with Google, you know, you have your nav bar and your like search bar and all of your, you know, add-ons and all, everything. What we kind of deal with is like the processes and instructions that run on your computer to execute that sure. and, you know, 
that kind of thing. So, so a lot of it is user interface? No, 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 no. no. It is like ones and zeros, bit binary, binary instructions. Wow. And so do you know binary code? Yeah. Are I you mean, fluent in binary? <laughs> well, so that's the thing. So being fluent in binary doesn't necessarily mean much because based on whatever instruction or protocol or thing you're doing, those ones and zeros mean different things. Oh, really? Yeah. So in terms of like English, like converting ones and zeros to language, mm-hmm. uh, it would be, it's typically in the form of ASCII characters. Mm-hmm. So each number in a byte, so a byte it meaning eight bits. Eight bits. A byte is eight bits. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> We're really getting into it. Right. Okay. And, and this is like pretty technical, but mm-hmm. uh, if you're like converting, uh, you know, just binary to English, sure. one byte would equal one character. So eight, okay. in each like assortment or arrangement of bits between ones and zeros mm-hmm. would be a different character. So I think... So how many ones and zeros would it take to make like an A, for example? So it's also a matter of... Uh, the order. So binary is really kind of like a base two system where we where we typically think of numbers in base 10. So, you know, you go zero, one, two, three, all the way up to nine. And then once you hit nine, it rolls over to the next digit. Okay. So it's the same thing, but rather than going from zero to nine, it goes one or zero to one. Mm-hmm. And then resets. And then it resets. Wow. And so for example, the first bit would be zero or one. The second bit would be two mm-hmm. or zero. So if it's a zero, then it's just not present. Mm-hmm. The third would be four. The fourth fourth would be eight. Yeah. So from there, you can use eight bits to create two to the power, however, the two power to the power eight mm-hmm. minus one. Uh, wow. That's the max value. Yeah. So that would be 255. That's the max value of it of a byte. And that's just within one byte. That's in within one byte. Whew. And typically what we're dealing with are... So it goes from byte, which is 8 bits, right. word, which is 32, and a half word is 16. So a word would be like just something very long, uh, just... A huge number, and now we're even getting into you know like sixty-four bit numbers and whatnot, well, and then, which are just even like more enormous. Megabytes? Where does that come? In? Oh, so <laughs> so megabytes and gigabytes. You typically view that in terms of like memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's within memory and storage. So memory being like random access memory. This is not going at all like where I actually intended, or like you know, no, which, okay. which mean, is fine. It's well, perfect. We got time, you know, right? 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 But like memory, memory and storage, you kind of think. They're similar, mm-hmm. but one is more for like long term. So on your computer, there's either a hard drive or an SSD, meaning solid state drive, which stores very securely, securely meaning like non-volatile. It will not like, if you turn off your computer right now, you're not going to lose like your operating system, right. which is stored on there. But, uh, and those are typically larger. So like, for example, on my computer, I have a 512 SSD and an SSD is not a mechanical device where an HDD or hard disk drive is a mechanical device where there's multiple disks, like physical disks. And it almost, there's a, there's also a arm that almost acts exactly like a record player or something. And it just 
the discs spin mechanically. Yeah. And the where the arm is over it reads that data and being like And that's what a, like the fan in the computer is, you know. No, like, no, no. Not the fan, but that's what you hear, right? Uh so it Spin. depends on the type of okay. computer. So like for example, since mine is uh now SSD. Yours is real quiet compared to mine. <laughs> yeah. Since mine has an SSD, <laughs> it it is not that. Like it is all digital logic. There's no mechanical spinning disks or anything. Right. And so for that reason, SSDs are a lot faster and you know, more expensive. Right. And, and that comes with, you know, technology right. progressing to making things smaller. Basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're very more, they're much more compact mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, but like, I remember when I was in high school and stuff, mm -hmm. I would, you know, I would always, you know, build my dream PC online, like put it all in the cart and stuff. Mm -hmm. But obviously I can't fucking afford that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, like, an, like a one terabyte SSD would be like $400, you know, and you could get a similar sized eight, like hard disk drive for like maybe a hundred, mm -hmm. you know, so right. cheap. Yeah. And you know, it was just that boost in performance that you see and whatnot. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my God, it takes like five seconds to boot up my operating system rather than fucking like 30 seconds. And you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah but, it doesn't matter right. But, uh, right. But, um, so that's storage. Sure. And when you hear memory, mm -hmm. I feel like, at least when I was learning stuff, it was kind of like... Storage and memory. They seem like very similar. And they are. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess it's almost the next level up in the hierarchy. Right. So there's multiple level, levels of memory. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost well, a period. So like, it sounds like storage is a place where you just put things, whereas memory is re-accessing. Or, or yeah, it, it's almost... So the idea is that on your processor... Where you're... This metaphorical processor. Right. <laughs> the it, hyperbolic <laughs> processor. Right. But on, on your computer's processor, mm -hmm. you just want it to run through instructions, which are in the form of ones and zeros, mm -hmm. uh, as fast as possible. Sure. And so, just like how in real life, you know, an assembly line has to execute quickly, if your resource or, you know, whatever you're using is super far away... Like, for example, in your memory or, you know, across the room, it's going to take a lot longer and you'll be bottlenecked by you waiting for the instruction to execute or like you're waiting for somebody to deliver that object for you to like turn into a toy or, you know, go down the assembly line or whatever. Right. And so the idea is that you want to move all of this memory up this, this pyramid of knowledge or like of memory in, in storage. So at the base is your mass storage. That's where your hard drive and your SSDs live, where it's non-volatile. -vol you know, it's going to be there if you turn off your computer abruptly or if it crashes or anything, it's going to be stable. Is it st still so software? Technically? This is all, th okay. This so is all soft within the software realm. No, <laughs> this is like so. This is where the software and hardware meet. That's okay. That's what I was thinking. That's right. kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so this is kind of like when I say computer engineering, people are kind of like, oh, so like computer science, you know, just because it's like one word off. Right. And they're like engineering science, same thing. Right. And and so like this is where you know, computer scientists don't necessarily think have to think about this mm. because it's abstracted away. Sure. So, like, based on operating systems, and, like, that's not, that's kind of a generalization, mm -hmm. because, obviously, computer scientists who work at the lower level, like, with uh, driver programming or operating system programming have to know this stuff. Mm 
Okay. They have to understand instructions and opcode to a degree and the architecture at which their operating system is running on. Mm-hmm. But for the typical computer scientist, which is just, you know, some somebody that's like running and like building a website, you don't necessarily have to understand all this. Sure. So back to the pyramid. Oh, so the, this pyramid kind of like, this is kind of like just how I learned mm-hmm. the structure of memory and like positioning. Right. So SSD. SSD right. and hard drive at the base. Mm-hmm. And then you have your RAM. So. All right. Sorry about that. I think we, we are good. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So the RAM, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. You have base SSD, then RAM. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of like where, when your computer's booting up or any booting up any process or program, including your operating system. Copy right? paste, but not really. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, it pulls it up into your RAM, fills it up, which is typically you know around four to sixteen to thirty-two bits now or bytes now, no gigabytes now. Oh wow! Yeah, thir- so where your memory is like your main memory is like 256 gigabytes to like mm-hmm. multiple terabytes. And, and then so, as it gets closer to the yeah, top, it's, it's closer cl- to the processor. Exactly. Right. And so it's after, quick, yeah, after RAM, processors. it gets moved into your, your caches, which mm-hmm. typically now there's three. I thought those were stored on like websites. Cache? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so those are, it's like very similar in the sense, and they act very similarly where it's just, Information that you have used recently mm-hmm. or are neighbored physically in memory or something that you need to access quickly and constantly. Sure. So, you know, like something that you might want to keep cached, it, like if you're running a program or uh, like a game or something, mm-hmm. you're probably going to need like to cache a bunch of like information like where your player is or, you know, what your player has in their inventory. So that way you don't have to constantly pull that information back up from the main memory, which can take thousands of cycles. Yeah. Cycles meaning every processor is given like a clock rate, which now is from like maybe three to, or like two something, two point something to four giga gigahertz. So really fast yeah yeah but but still <laughs> so really fast right so really fast but still like a thousand cycles to a few thousand cycles that can slow down your program by a decent amount if you're doing it frequently right so like yeah it's fast but we still see lag mm-hmm. like and you're like how do we see lag if this thing is going so fast yeah and you're like well just cause <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but yeah so basically the the more constant you're like accessing this memory the more likely it is to be closer to the processor which you know it'll go from your l3 cache to your l2 cache to your l1 cache and there's all types of different architectures that are designed to you know whether it's like first in first out because those caches get smaller and smaller and they're even faster to access you guys use a fifo system too first in first out uh, it depends. You know? <laughs> uh, we just do that in hospitality to get food out. Like, oh, yeah, first that makes sense. Though, yeah. yeah, but there's like a ton of different like, you know, structures that you could implement. You know, like first in, first out, it might be easy to implement, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily know if that has the best performance because, you know, maybe you're constantly kicking out like something that you 
want and keep requesting. Right. So sometimes... That's like, you know, with the croutons, I'm not always going to get the bottom of the croutons and put them on top. Sometimes I'm just going to fill that thing with croutons again, and, you know, this is the fastest, easiest way to do it because... Right. Sure. Because, yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> but no, no, no. I get it. It's more complicated than right, right. Than it's first in, first out. Right, and, and so like based on performance. Right, using, exactly. Using the metric of performance. And, and so like that's exact exactly the uh, the goal, I guess. You want this thing to perform as quickly as possible. Yeah. That is the goal. Sure. And so and so is that going to go into the history at all? Oh, oh. So history. Yeah, yeah. we can go back to the history. We just kind of like went on this. Yeah. Of. No. And I, uh, it was good. I, yeah. I like I liked that little. I mean, that was. I mean, that's you know the fundamentals of like kind of what you do a little bit. You right. Know I mean? Right. So it's like. So, so now we have that basis understanding and now we can mm-hmm. continue on to, to, you know, other things. Yeah. So I guess the history, I <laughs> I honestly like, Cause the, like it's the, kind of ambiguous to me in my, many ways because I don't like, you know, I'm learning about the computer science and like the, the architecture and everything about that. Yeah. The history is kind of like an afterthought yeah. uh, because it's just moving so fast. We, looking back, matter, yeah. looking back is like, it's important sometimes, mm-hmm. but like, you know, we're not using vacuum tubes or any of that shit anymore (laughs) right so like back in the day when computers were like enormous taking up full rooms and whatnot the technology was like vacuum tubes and stuff and so like a tube would break and you would basically have to figure out which one it was and like replace it and stuff and that's how you created logic Mm -hmm. so those were kind of like i and see this is where i'm like iffy on it because you know, that stuff hasn't been used for like decades. For sure. And so from there, uh, you know, that was like with IBM and I think Bell Labs and whatnot, maybe. But in, I don't even, probably the 60s or 50s or something, mm-hmm. in Bell Labs, which is now AT&T, they, scientists created the first transistor, mm. which is a circuit component that is, has three three ports basically and so the idea is that these transistors could facilitate computer or just like logic in general Hmm. and they were a lot smaller uh affordable because they're made out of silicon right and i think originally they were probably they used germanium as well but what does uh logic mean logic Mm -hmm. meaning like Almost philosophical. Because like, exactly. I mean, I'm looking into philosophical logic. I know right. It's exactly that. that. Like, really? and, sta- and so statements. it does that within computers somehow? Exactly. Okay. It does that. But rather than you saying like, if this, then that, mm-hmm. rather it's almost, it's all within uh, the context of like comparison or mathematics okay. in the sense like you, for a computer would argue or like logically say like if this number is bigger than this then do this okay something oh that's kind of i mean and this is gonna sound really like novice and dumb but like kind of like excel there's some formulas where it's like right yeah it's exactly that yeah okay or like an and like these two if this and that Mm -hmm. in the like given this context or whatever and so like the truth table for an and operator would be them both being true and if this and this are true, then the statement is true. Right. But if this and that, and like one of them is false, mm-hmm. then the whole statement's false. Right. Because invalid. Yeah, or invalid, or <laughs> what? It, typically you think of it as like one being true and zero is false, and right. like you think of a true false kind of operation. Sure. Uh, or you could say invalid or valid. Right. Um, 
I forgot what I was saying. Uh, just the history. Of, oh, yeah. so so these transistors were created, and they're they're you know pretty cool. Silicon is abundant. They do logic apparently. Oh, right, right, right. They're, they're, they're contemplating right. life and death at this point. Right, exactly. <laughs> like these things have a mind of their own. Right. Uh, but you know, like they they are able to create logic gates, meaning like these fundamental computer components that. You know, without them, we wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, have what we have today. So, like, those components are like an AND gate or an OR gate or a NOT gate. And so, those like, are the first to do those, that. Those are, yeah, those are the foundation of everything. Wow. Like, to have a computer, you need, like, just strung together millions of, of ANDs, ANDs and, ORs, and, yeah. logical operators. Wow. And it's crazy, like, to think, like... Somebody wrote, wrote all that code. Right. And it, it's not even like writing, like physically put it together. Yeah. Like in, and so that's the thing. Like right now, uh, people aren't like physically putting them together. Like they have machines that, that mill wafers and, and everything and do all this other stuff. They have machines that make machines? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. And so... I Where guess. did it progress uh, upon that after that? Is that so that's so, the foundation. And yeah, so how so, did they progress upon that to get those? Because the first you said only had three or something like that. Right? Oh, no, no. So three as in like three ports. Uh, like there's like a, the the uh, gate, base, and emitter. So those are just like, I don't know. if Have you ever seen like an LED a light bulb? You know, like there's a sure. positive and a negative end. Right. These have like, rather than just like having like a positive and a negative end, they have three ports and like, if you apply a, uh, a voltage to one side, then, you know, it passes through. it like it from, you know, it lets a, a different signal pass through it. Oh. And so like, that's where the logic comes in. It's like, if this port, you know, is high, yeah. then this one is also high. And, okay. And, or, you know, it's whatever. Sure. Um, it's whatever you make it to right. be. Right. And so this is like pretty abstract and kind of confusing if you aren't like, if you don't know like the dynamics or like the diagram of a transistor but you know it gets super physics-y too which is kind of cool because like i was in class and my my professor was talking he's my electronics professor and so we're learning like i'm actually currently learning about like the the molecular design and like understanding of these types of circuit components like diodes and transistors and mosfets and all that stuff and so I don't know if I want you want to go into the like actual like physical chemical construction of one, but that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if you think, if you, uh, want to dive in you know, it. I think it's kind of like too 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 far off, too far from like the computery like yeah. stuff that people want to yeah. hear about. Probably they're like, okay, nerd. <laughs> uh, but yeah, eventually. So like basically, uh, with these new components they are able to string them along to create like more and more complicated ones. Sure. So like we're to the point where you get the millions and millions. Right. Exactly. And so like, you know, from and gates and or gates, you can, and not gates and whatnot, not meaning like if you put in anti gates, right. It's the, it, sha like, the shadow. Gate. <laughs> it, it inverts the, the operation that goes into it. So like, let's say it's a one inverts means the output is a zero, mm -hmm. uh, in or gate and like, philosophical logic and this logic is you know if either one of the inputs is true then the output is true mm -hmm. so uh the the idea is that these these 
I forget what I was calling them. The, the, they're gate. They're called gates. Right. Yeah. But like the the, the, the each, mega gates. Yeah. The the gates. Yeah. Uh, but like an AND gate could have two or more inputs, and if two of them, like if they're both true, like one and one, then the output is also true. So hmm. like, you know, for me, like it sounds very clear, mm-hmm. and it's just because I've been so like enveloped and right. You're consumed fluent by in the it. Language. Right. 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 For me, it's yeah. It's like, right. Yeah. And I think like maybe. If people have like a philosophical background, they can definitely like understand the uh, the logic behind it. Sure. And it is like it is very you know philosophical logic. It's based on it. Mm-hmm. And but anyway, so from there. So are computers? Do they have like a um, you know a, a way of processing things that is logical, like that, like phil- philosophically logical? You know, like getting into. I don't know. I think you said you were going to talk about AI a little bit. Is, does that play a big part in where computers are progressing? Um, so I feel like a lot of these like instructions, the like ones and zeros and like these gates and stuff, mm-hmm. it's so abstracted right now mm-hmm. because I mean to have to think it's up such a microscopic level, like just when creating like some like a program that is like a calculator or anything like that, it would be extremely. Uh, inefficient and tedious Hmm. so like that's why for the most part i don't know if this is answering your question or i'm following so now rather than like worrying about like all these gates and stuff you can almost uh you can just like have variables yeah so that's kind of where you were going we're going through the history up to where we are now so right 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 so where where we stopped we stopped with the invention of those three the transistors the transistors yes so um yeah that's that's where we are. That's kind of where we are. Really? Uh, and yeah, and I, I feel like I said this earlier, but they you can like build more and more complex things, like multiplexers and decoders and encoders and ALUs, and that's a bunch of jargon. Uh, but look those up if you're interested. Sure. And from there, like th- this is like a big jump because sure. it's like, you know, like, well we covered the topic for sure. Right. Right. At least on the, and, in, yeah. within that. Yeah. And so now you have a processor. Just sure. now you have now a processor. Now you have a processor. Right. Now, you, right now you have a processor. You have memory. You have like a weird spinning disk thing. You have floppy disks and all that shit. Yeah. Um, so now I kind of wanted to talk about operating systems for a little. Sure. Because um, the they're ba- kind of The basis of fun. the pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so like operating systems are kind of like the things that sit right on top of that hardware mm-hmm. and make it. Software. software yeah so the line basically like an operating system deals with the instructions and and whatnot that you would typically see on your computer and it oh god that was a bad explanation uh anyway so like it deals a lot with uh well os system right but ba- the basis of an os system is you know what your computer looks like when it starts and but that's not true it's not no so like your operating systems like or your your computer's like display like what it looks like is like a program running on your computer okay so like for example you can download a different appearance on your computer right and like but that's not a different os that's not and therefore yeah it has nothing to do with your operating system okay it's just like a different program so sure. your your operating system facilitates and schedules when programs run, how long they can run, uh, what memory or addresses a certain program can access. 
permissions. So, like, within the context of, say, like, a phone. You know how we have, like, iOSs, right? Right. So, and those get updates all the time. So, you know, it, and the, each of those updates, like you said, it, it allows certain things to run longer or start up quicker or, um, you know, does has different processes within it, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it... On operating systems, there's a program itself because it's all a program in general called like a scheduler that kind of like facilitates those like context switching between processes. Okay. And so like a program and a process are dim- different in a sense that like a program is like a static thing and a process is like a running program. Sure. And you can switch between them. But yeah. Yeah. So like, so how are you trying to, so the point, you know, you can take your time and and we'll get there, but the point is to articulate how, what an operating system is, because that's what you want to talk about. Right. 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 So it just kind of like, uh, the thing is, it's just like so all encompassing Sure. and to like define it and kind of like a few things Yeah. without being like super technical. Yeah. And I guess you could just like Google a definition. Yeah. But like, well, I don't think know, it would... I think it sounds pretty interesting. Like, I want to know now it, that, it, we've, that we've yeah. talked about it a little bit. Right, right, I'm, right. I'm interested. It's, um, I feel like what I was saying earlier, it kind of, I think it does it justice. It kind of facilitates the layer between hardware and software okay. where like it takes those, those instructions. Oh, okay. I'm not with, I'm not with it now, but I get where you're going now. Like it turns physical reality into the software kind of like in the sense that when you're typing on your computer and whatnot, Mm -hmm. your operating system is taking that device, which is like your keyboard, taking the messages that it is receiving from that Mm -hmm. using the driver that that keyboard is running on, meaning just like a set of instructions and like program that, is like, all right, this is the language that this this keyboard is using. Taking that, interpreting it, putting it into, you know, like a document or whatever you're typing it in. So like the brain a little it, bit? It is like the brain, but I feel like it's, uh, I don't know. More I feel like a brain would probably be a good way to put it. Okay. Um, just because it, it just does so much. Right. I'm sorry I'm so simple-minded about No, 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 no. Like, I wish... I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah. It, it's fine. Like the, like, the thing is, I feel like we've talked or talked about a lot of things, mm-hmm. and this is, like, multiple years of my education. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really hard to kind of, like, just compartmentalize them in a way that's, like, you generally understandable. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Especially because, um, you know... Going from ones and zeros to like AI, mm-hmm. that's big, you yeah, know. That's like, huge. And I mean, if it was very simple or I guess easy to kind of like see that jump, you know, like back in the seventies, we would have been there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but in that, hence, like now, now is when like AI is really like flourishing and whatnot. Yeah. But I guess. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about AI a little bit then? So how is AI flourishing right now? What What is happening within the modern technology world to the point where... You know, so it's just capable... Like, so currently, the reason that... Why did that, AI even start? Do you know? 
So AI theoretically has been around for a long, long time. Like it, Alan Turing it has been like noted the like father of modern AI and artificial intelligence and everything. Sure. So like he has, and many other people have, you know, created a lot of theoretical things that are fundamental in the field of AI and whatnot. True. And, you know, he was kind of a pioneer because it wasn't necessarily like possible at that point. You know, there weren't like modern computers to actually do it. When was this again? He, so he was alive during like the World War II and whatnot. Oh, okay. okay. So, you know, it wasn't, and he created the Enigma machine to decode the thing for the not, uh, the Nazi codes and shit. Oh, there's a movie about that. With exactly. Ben, with Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. Uh, but currently the reason that AI has been flourishing so much is because first off, we have the computational power. Like there's servers that are huge. They're running extremely quickly and we have the data. Data is really, like, the keynote of why AI is, like, flourishing. Really? Yeah. So, it's almost like teaching itself, like, based on a bunch of, like, information. Mm-hmm. And it's just running these test cases. And so, ba- so it's like, does it use, like, the scientific method to run those cases? No, it's basically, uh, just, like, imagine, like, this simple. Like, like a simulation? Like a game. Like a game. Yeah. Or, or anything. And so, like, once you die... You, you know, you realize why you died or they, it doesn't necessarily realize, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird. It just like realizes, okay, this time I lasted longer. So my score was higher. So it quantifies it. And so that's the kind of like, I guess some of the tricky part, quantifying like success. Mm -hmm. But with data, you can say like, this is success, I guess. So for like facial recognition, like an AI network would basically have like thousands of pictures or something. It doesn't matter like what the picture is as long as it's like a consistent picture of like a person or, you know, something that it's trying to identify. Mm -hmm. And so at first you're like saying to the, like you're writing your code and you're saying like, all right, is this a human or like, is this whatever it is like a dog or door stairs? Recognizing objects. Right. Exactly. And so the first time it's probably going to basically randomly guess almost, it's going to be like, no, yes, yes, no. And it's like going to be very wrong. Mm -hmm. But then after it compiles all of those results, it says it does a different uh, generation basically. And based on different algorithms of like learning, which I think they're called like gradient algorithms, they move closer and closer to like a correct, accurate answer. Accuracy. So they basically say like, oh, these, like, and, and the thing is like a lot of times the people that design these algorithms, they know the goal and they know kind of how it's being done, but they don't know the process. Like it's so hard to quantify and like understand what the computer is doing to learn. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just ridiculous because these things are literally learning and have minds of their own. Like, yeah. Right. But I guess the thing that we control is the goal state. Mm-hmm. Like if we say, and you know, getting into like... Is that like limiting the AI? Is that what the goal state is? Or what is the goal state? The goal state is basically saying, it's like the, it's like the cookie that you give something when it, like your dog when, when it's doing good. Right. Or like the, tr- the toy you give your kid when they're behaving well or something. You know, sure. it's like once they perform well, mm-hmm. you give them that like... So, that goal state. And it says, and you know, obviously your computer is not looking for a cookie or anything. It's looking for what you tell it to look for. Right. Which is that goal. 
Okay. And so once it achieves the once goal, it achieves, you let it know that it, it achieves yeah. its goal, and then it can shut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so theoretically, like once you tell, it's like, oh, what you've been doing recently, like with this iteration, it has been reaching the goal state more. So whatever the trends that you're that you have like done from this generation to the to the from the previous mm-hmm. have been in a correct direction. Okay. By this amount. So it's it's narrowing down the precision now. Right, well, exactly. It was accurate right. in, in a lot of cases. It's right. But like looking at the precision now. Right. Interesting. And so like, you know, and this will take forever. Like, <laughs> or not forever. Because like, well, I mean, are, is there like the perfect, like can it achieve perfect yet? I don't, well, I mean, just like anything is never perfect. I don't right, think. that's what I'm I don't saying. think anything like any algorithm or anything is ever going to 100% identify every case mm-hmm. because i mean even as a human like you can't right but these probably can identify better than humans like at least objects and stuff mm-hmm. um which is crazy so the, what does that look like moving forward so i mean currently it's kind of it's it's ridiculous uh, <laughs> like it's it's crazy um because there's so much data right. like it's not just predicting like or seeing an object and saying like, oh, that's a chair anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, what does this person want? Like, what is this? It, Damn. It's like trying to be proactive as opposed to reactive. And that's the thing. Like, since the goal state is, and like, this is all in the context of like big tech business. Mm-hmm. Like, with Amazon and stuff, they have like, here is your profile. This is your you know, this is you, your yeah. online presence. And so like big tech companies have like profiles of you and the AI, its job is to get you to, to buy more, to buy more th- or, you know, at least put that stuff in front of you that you engage with. Right. More so, clicks. Yeah. And it's, it's not necessarily more clicks, but it's more like present time. Okay. So it's like the longer you stay at something, that's what they're looking for. Okay. So your attention. Yeah. Which wow. is crazy. That is crazy. Um, and watch The Social Dilemma. It's kind of all about that. Yeah, I but, watched a little bit of that. Yeah, of it's that. pretty cool. Um, and kind of fucked up. The narrative parts of that story were kind of bad, though. <laughs> the family. Oh, yeah. That was so cheesy. <laughs> it was really funny, though. Right, right. Um, but, yeah. No, that's crazy. So, moving forward, is AI just going to run shit? I don't know. Like, self-driving cars. Um they seem to automating. Be. Well, the, like you were talking about the phone, you know, looking at your face and identifying it, facial right. recognition. Right, right. <laughs> but that's already pretty, pretty good, I guess. You know, I think I wouldn't say like obviously as you said, it's like not perfect, but like you know, it's pretty good. And I guess like I don't want to say that's in the past mm-hmm. or you know not where it's headed because you know obviously facial recognition and object re- recognition well, right, is but also. I think what's it, what is it going to do after it has perfected that or reached the goal state right or like 99.99 percent accuracy mm-hmm. or something and i guess the next thing is kind of probably going to be i don't i don't know it's the crazy part like you know like self-driving cars like i feel like it's that's probably going to be putting like cameras in everywhere that ai can access like all of the public spaces so that way right. it knows it can you know it can attempt to i think there's a movie about that with tom cruise where it tries to um it predicts crime and stuff like that and you know yeah i guess that could be like a a network or you know something 
It or, could happen. Well, and cars are doing it now, like predicting crashes and being able to like right. stop. You know. There's, oh, there's oh, like if they're things. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I for some reason predicting crashes. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I mean, it goes in, auto. Yeah, in a way, maybe it will get to that. Right. To, at some point where right. it does actually predict crashes, which I guess it makes sense. Like they have a lane, like they have, stay in the lane. Yeah, lane they have like signals and sensors that are like beep 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 you're leaving your lane or like a lot of them they won't let you veer out of your lane unless you like do a you know an actual like kind of uh aggressive turning yeah like if you just kind of like let your hands like slightly go they don't necessarily turn right like uh i mean obviously tesla is like pretty cutting edge Mm -hmm. but you know that kind of stuff no, yeah. I actually had a friend who was on a couple, a few episodes ago, uh, that's like, he went to UNOH for like technical degree. It was like uh, two years, but he was super into all the AI and stuff like that. And he was talking about how cars, there was a lot of change. And now like all the little changes that they're implementing is just like more AI based. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. So that kind of goes into my, the other topic I wanted to talk about, like, mm-hmm the internet of things in general oh yeah the internet of things right right it sounds kind of cheesy but it's it's pretty cool i guess Uh, i would say a little needless sometimes but like basically so like within a car system Mm -hmm. uh you know there's thousands of little microprocessors and microcontrollers and sensors and stuff now so uh similar to your car there are those sensors and like just everyday technology just like microwaves um ovens your refrigerator and all that stuff and you know like there's there's if you're you know buying kind of newer technology there's like apps probably that you can have that connect to your wi-fi and you can you know control something like uh like an alarm system or something from like a remote place like your work or office and like there was this funny thing that I saw where you could literally there was it was like a like a cocktail mixer maker or something mm-hmm. and you could literally just like at, you're at work you you say like all right make this and then when you get home there's a, just like a cocktail like ready that's for that's crazy right and so it's like stuff like that where uh, it's small compact or maybe not small compact but normal everyday appliances that have pretty intelligent hardware computers and whatnot within them. Yeah. So that's kind of like what that is. Like the internet of things. Basically like everything you own has a fucking like internet presence right now. <laughs> yeah. Like and yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's I, that's what I'm saying. The world's just going to start running itself. Right. You ever there's this um poem that i read like sophomore year i think it was a poem or like a short story it's called there will come soft rains and it was just about a self-operating house by ray bradbury that was in the future and it was like the last house that was alive and it was just these tech like little fake mice running around and like toast was ready in the morning but nobody was there to get it and like the clocks would run and like the garage would close up at a certain time and everything. Right. And then eventually just one thing like happened from the outside, like a tree fell over and then the whole system just came crashing down and it was really sad and melancholy, but also very realistic. Yeah. And, uh, it's interesting to see how, uh, how we would progress towards that. 
Right. I guess that's where we're headed, yeah. Right. I <laughs> mean, the to a degree, yeah. And, and then we'll just become, you know, the people in Wally that are just fat, you know, looking at screens all day, floating around. You know, I kind of, uh, I know, I'm kind of optimistic in the sense it's like... <laughs> yeah, so I'm very pessimistic, sorry. And like, you know, I could see a ton of people just like putting on weight and getting really lazy as soon as like robots take care of us and like they don't need to work or anything. Right. But I feel like it almost gives people more time to experience real life. Like the reason that these technologies are getting built and whatnot is so that your life is convenient. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about like, okay, maybe the cocktail example is a little luxurious yeah but like you don't you know, have to worry about spending time doing that so right. then you can just start drinking <laughs> right you can just be an alcoholic yeah. <laughs> but uh but i guess like um it's supposed to streamline the stuff in your that day you actually that you do. don't yeah it's it's to streamline the stuff you don't want to do so you can get to the stuff that you want to do right and so just like uh i guess manufacturing jobs a lot are being taken over by like these assembly lines that are almost entirely run by robotics that which in the short term is obviously not great because a lot of people get laid off right but eventually you know you hope that uh those people find new jobs or where we find a new system or a new system that can support those people and we talked that about that in off. porch time which is a really good episode by the way you know self-plug right but we <laughs> actually time? talked about yeah it's just an episode with um some of the boys out on porch time, uh, oh, cool. but the episode is called porch time, but they, he talked cool. about like a universal healthcare system and like, right. a universal basic income type stuff. Right. And so the, I guess idea is, you know, if we do get to a point where universal income, mm-hmm. where you can have like a life that you don't necessarily need to do these menial, menial labor, like works, you can have that time. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So that is exciting. We get to do what we want, hopefully, someday in the near future. Or we die. You know, either way. Right. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I guess the fear of it taking our jobs is going to hold us back. Ticker jab. Right. You ever watch South Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. That wasn't just out of nowhere. Um, awesome, man. Uh, well, I think we covered a lot of topics here and, you know, finished on hopefully a more optimistic uh, note there at the end. Um, yeah. Uh, if you do you have anything you want to plug right now <laughs> anything i want to plug yeah no. oh uh <laughs> no i don't really have anything besides like classes and like my job working you yeah know? fair enough but yeah. if you know if this interested you at all and you listen to this you know i mean yeah. do you think this is a what makes you want to do this oh it's just like really cool i don't know like it's just really freaking cool like yeah. it's always there's always something different. There's always something moving. Yeah. They, there's like a, an art to it as well. Like yeah. specifically the the computer architecture and design stuff, which I'm doing research and whatnot with. Sure. There is an art to it. And yeah, it's it's elegant a lot of the times. Wow. It's very, you know, it's not simple, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's really complex. But that's kind of when things line up. Yeah. It just seems like, oh. You're like, wow. That is a very well-functioning, like, it's almost, yeah, I feel like, you know those 3D videos that you watch when you were a kid that were, like, maybe in, like, music class, and it was, like, super elaborate, like, these robotic-looking things that were playing, like, this crazy song. I don't know, they were, like, animations. Sure. It's almost like that. Like, there's just, like, a bunch of fucking marbles flying all over the place, and, like... (laughs) 
dominoes flipping everywhere and you're like how does this sound like this it looks like utter chaos yeah and you're like you know all these like weird things flying across the screen and you're like oh it's just beautiful right wow that's awesome man all right well uh i appreciate you coming out and talking about it and being informative and whatnot i learned a lot of yeah i hope i wasn't like way too confusing at the beginning i probably <laughs> i probably was you know? no i mean i was able to follow so are you here did you enjoy it are you present are you thinking about your future? Are you thinking about your phone? Are you thinking about your computer? Are you thinking about the, the way that my voice somehow creates vibrations through a freaking microphone, travels through a wire into the computer, up into the air, into your phone, into your ears? How does that work? I don't know. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's cool stuff, but I'm glad it happens because I, I love to be the center of attention, but also I love to, to learn things and teach other people things and learn things with other people and be taught things. And, you know, that's life. <laughs> uh, the song by Frank Sinatra. Anyways, appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I love you, man. Okay. Dimadome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimsdale Dimadome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. All right. The Zack and Cody episode where they're doing the high school musical within the episode, and Ashley Tisdale's actually in it, and then and she's like, I should go for Sharpay, and they're like, no, you wouldn't be a good Sharpay. Oh my god. And they do the mock mock, they do it backwards. I don't know. Cool. There we go. There we go, boy. We fucking got it. Now, when did it start cutting out last time? I think it started cutting out about 20 seconds, 26 seconds in. That looks like... Roto. Roto. What? I think doing accents is more about knowing what the people of that dialect say and knowing their phrases. Right, like the, the, the slang or, or just kind of like vernacular. Right. Okay. We may still have mail.